Team Talk on 1017 The Team. At the uh, 46-yard line, third and one. Handoff Pollard coming left. Foot in the ground, first down and more, 50. Good block from the tight end, sideline. Keep running, 10, 5, touchdown, Tony Pollard. Three for Pollard. Well, there you had it, as heard right here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team yesterday, the Cowboys 49-29 over the Chicago Bears. We're here live at the Sandia Sports Bar. Come by, Monday Night Football tonight, Game 3 of the World Series. I mean, there's no better place to be than out here at the Sandia Sports Bar. Great food, great service, and 52 TVs, including a bunch of your favorite local beers on tap and your favorite mixed drinks, too. Uh, as I mentioned, here till 6, and then we go to Citizens Bank Park in Philly for Game 3 of the World Series. The Fall Classic shifts uh, back to Philly for the next three games tonight. Tomorrow and Wednesday, and the series all tied up at one apiece. Phillies had an epic 6-5 comeback win in Game 1. Astros responded in Game 2 with a 5-2 win, including an Alex Bregman home run. Uh, The pitching matchup tonight, Lance McCullers will go for Houston. Noah Syndergaard, a former Met, is going to go for the Phillies. And I'll tell you what, I'm Joe O'Neill here live on location. Scott Galletti is always alongside. And then uh, Sam Hauser back in the studio. Uh, this World Series just got a whole lot more interesting to me, uh, Sam. We'll get to the football here in a second. But basically it went from a seven-game series to now a five-game series. And the Phillies winning there in Houston showed me something. And uh, we may have some drama attached to these things that we didn't have in the American League and National League uh, playoff uh, series. Which felt a little bit expected. I mean, never mind the fact that those were pretty one-sided, the NLCS and the ALCS. But the closer it got to Game 1 on Friday, there was this feeling that it was going to be close. The Astros, this huge betting favorite, you had people telling you, that it was going to be a lot closer than people think, and given the way that Philly has won these games, I don't know how the I don't know how you could count them out in anything. And what this does now, not just with them having that uh, racing a five nothing deficit, but doing it in Game One on the road in particular, what that does now for the rest of the series is they're not out of any game because whatever happens the rest of the way, they find themselves down a couple of runs late. Hey, we already did this once before. Let's go do it again. So, I mean, mentally, as they go through these games, even at home mentally, as they go through as the underdog, you got your, I mean, it's as easy as it gets for Rob Thompson as far as keeping them motivated. And, and, you know, the first game they were down 5-0, and then they uh, scratched and clawed in the the second game. Uh, But, like, you know, one element that they'll have the next three games is arguably... What people are saying now is the best home field in Major League Baseball. And, you know, so, you know, if they came back 5 nothing on the road, like you said, Sam, uh, they get down four or five runs. That that crowd there will will keep them into the games. And, uh, I'm like I said, it's now down from a seven-game series to a five-game series. And I'm looking forward to it. We'll have game three uh, coming up at 6 o'clock sharp. All right. So um, you heard the audio on when we opened the show. Uh, Tony Pollard, a home, uh, a home run. Well, actually, it kind of was. You know, it was like a, a home run. Uh, you know, play for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the the thing that you pointed out. Let's just kind of 
take look big picture here. It's a 17 game season. Cowboys are eight games into a seven game, uh, 17 game season, and they literally have the same exact record as they had at this point last year, uh, Sam. And it just does not seem like it was when they were six and two last year. Talk to me. It it doesn't make sense. There's nothing about it that makes sense. Even as they've won games, we come we come on the show every Monday. Even as they were winning games and. You're taking advantage of a lighter schedule. You're taking advantage of, you know, playing better at home finally, picking things up in the second half, putting team putting bad teams away late in games. That wasn't the case yesterday. I th- this was th- this was as fun a Cowboys regular season game to watch. I mean, certainly this season and then, you know, even going back into some of the the middle of last season, but you know, it's funny when you, when you hear people talk about, you know, you are what your record says you are. Yeah. Well, think about what last year's Cowboys offense was, historically great for their franchise, for the league. What this year's team has been, I mean, I, I guess you could flip it because the defense is historically great, but yeah, the exact same record and it's it's another one of these cases, right? Because you're going into the bye next week. This was as complete a game. I know the Bears score 29, and that's going to freak people out because the Cowboys aren't supposed to give up 29 points. But this was as complete a game as we've seen them play all year. And now you have that bye week to kind of sit where, uh, where, where this is where coaches earn their money. So um, I'm going to put the defense uh, off to the side because, I mean, as much as you kind of want to just uh, slough it off to like one of those games that turned into a shootout, uh, it still, I'm sure, uh, has got Dan Quinn a little bit concerned uh, with the with what the Bears did. But as you said, even bigger a bigger story than the 29 that the Bears scored was uh, the Cowboys really needed like to almost hang 50 on somebody, and they did that, and they did it without Zeke Elliott. I said last week with a tongue in uh, you know um, tongue in my cheek about the fact that forget about Dak Prescott worried about like losing his job. I, I think Zeke Elliott is going to have people talking about that after this game with Tony Pollard. And I'm going to just say this uh, tongue in cheek too. Uh, you know, like Zeke has nothing to worry about. And I almost kind of think that they like the roles that each of these two guys have rounded into and Zeke will be back healthy and he's going to serve a, a, a huge purpose for the Cowboys but man Tony Pollard was the talk of one of the talk uh, big big stories of the day yesterday uh, Sam and he was nothing less than sensational uh, and here uh, is Mike McCarthy talking about hey you know the performance of Pollard how is it going to change things in your view on on how you're going to run the ball the ball and use Zeke and and Pollard here's his, his response we look at Tony you know as a one and Zeke as a one I know everybody keeps trying to I mean we're very fortunate to have this duo of backs I mean and, and we we prepare that way we scheme that way and and you know and Tony just Took the lead spot. Uh, you know, we planned on you know the goal is to get him around 20 carries was, was what, I, what I was looking looking for. Um, and and frankly, if the game would have gone a different direction, he could have gone to 30. You know, I mean, that's just you know the outlook as you prepare to play an opponent each and every week. But yeah, Tony's a, a very disciplined runner, and, and he's got the home run speed. I mean, his ability to run in, inside the tackles, but then he gets on the perimeter. He's dangerous because he breaks tackles and he can finish the run. So. Um, I thought Tony Pollard played the way he always does. You know, he just had more opportunities today. 
He did, and man, I, I have to think that if Zeke was at, at full strength, he would have had himself a, a day as well. I mean, the offensive line for the Cowboys was getting the job done. Um, so that's Mike McCarthy on Pollard. Uh, here is Jerry Jones, and keep in mind, Jerry Jones said before the season started, the most valuable player on the Dallas Cowboys is Zeke Elliott. So uh, here's what he said about Pollard's performance. Well, of course, uh, we go where Zeke goes. And I'm going to play the rest in a second, guys, but you set it up perfectly, Joe. That was at the beginning of the season. That was at the postgame yesterday. He gets asked about Tony Pollard's three-touchdown day, and that's how he starts it. Well, of course, uh, we go where Zeke goes. You see, that that is, is kind of uh, a... Uh, that that's a, a total bro uh, move um, by by Jerry Jones. He really and, and like all the guys that played for Jerry Jones for many years, Michael Irvin, Ter, uh, Troy Aikman, uh, um, Emmett Smith. I mean, the ones that have been around him for a long period of time absolutely love the guy. And and you know this is an example of of he, what he does with guys that have, have been around him and the Cowboys for a long period of time. He doesn't forget that. So play it from the top st there, Sam. Well, of course, uh, we go as Zeke goes, and I really mean that. Uh, Zeke's that important to this team, and every bit as important as uh, he was uh, uh, before the game. And uh, uh, it gives me uh, personally, uh, and I want all our fans to feel good about our future because we'll have a healthier um, Zeke for uh, not using him in this ball game. And of course, uh, Pollard, uh, I knew we were going to be uh, conservative with him early uh, because we wanted him uh, for the end of the game and wanted him to really be able to uh, uh, be the center point of the uh, run game and, if you will, uh, even the offense. Uh, but boy, he stepped out there and had more carries by the half than I really thought we were going to give him. And then, of course, his, uh, some of his big plays. We just had so many. I didn't count them, but we had so many of those 20-yard and up plays uh, today. Yeah, it was the kind of performance the Cowboys were looking at. 24 first downs. Uh, I can tell you that, uh, Coach Jerry Jones there. So um, Zeke is doing all the right things. Really enthusiastic, supportive on the sideline, uh, and no surprise, Tony Pollard uh, saying all the right things as well. Here's Tony Pollard on yesterday's game. We felt like we had pretty good success, you know, with running and throwing the ball today. So just we wanted to keep the defense guessing, you know, just switch up the tempos, go fast, go slow, and just keep them on their toes. Well, there you go. So uh, other observations uh, from your standpoint, uh, Sam, on yesterday's Cowboy win? Just a, a few other things that really stood out. I mean, first yeah. off, that that whole dynamic right there, If really, if you're the Cowboys, you couldn't have asked for a better scenario because even as the lead number one back, I, I think they managed his carries as close to perfectly as you can because you don't want to overdo Tony Pollard. He's still too important for those late-game scenarios. And when they did run him, it was perfect. And he was classic Tony Pollard, still doing his you know roughly seven yards a game thing. Of course, with the with the three touchdowns, you know th these guys like to say that you know, we're the ones that make it a bigger story than it is because we're kind of going back to. When uh, when Jerry Jones a couple weeks ago was you know saying hey it's up to us in the media to put uh, to cipher between owner Jerry Jones and GM Jerry Jones when he's talking about the quarterback controversy, this is the guy that you have to keep happy if you're really serious 
about keeping Tony Pollard, and if you want to commit to him, if you don't want to commit to him, that's another story. But if you want to commit to him, this is a guy that you really want to keep happy right now. I don't know if that's necessarily the way to do it, but Mike McCarthy seems to be handling it and and saying all the right things. So a couple of other observations, just a couple things that caught my eye yesterday. The number three for the Cowboys, because... The number three, Tony Pollard with three rushing touchdowns. Zeke Elliott in his Cowboys career has never had a three-touchdown day. So Tony Pollard uh, getting three rushing touchdowns in a game before uh, before Zeke Elliott did. Again, just showing how he stepped up yesterday. Cowboys 9-for-11 on third down. That's probably the biggest number of the game because the Cowboys... You know, at times when we're questioning some of the decisions of why you run this play here or this play here, you know, Kellen Moore's been under a spotlight. A lot of times the Cowboys find themselves in way too many third and unfavorable situations. But the way that they had Dak throwing the ball, obviously the way Tony Pollard was running, 9 for 11 is such a big deal for this Cowboys team. Third down conversions and touchdowns in the red zone are the two that really decide whether or not the Cowboys win or lose on most any given week. So I thought that was big. And yeah, the, the defense gives gives up 29 points. We got to remember too, Zeke Elliott was probably the biggest name that was inactive yesterday, but you had a handful of some of the defensive players that have really have been having impacts at different times this season that were inactive yesterday. Sam Williams was out. Uh, you know, a couple other guys on different levels of the defense. So they were shorthanded. And again, it was the same thing you wouldn't have really noticed. It's just another guy filling in that spot, making the impact plays. So the Cowboys gave up 29 points, but there's really no reason for, for anybody to be worried about that. And then just because his name showed up again yesterday, he really hasn't been around that much. Jalen Tolbert, the third-round rookie for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, you got uh, Tyler Smith, the first-round pick, who's been playing as well as you could ask. Sam Williams, the second-round pick on the defensive side, one of my favorite rookies in the entire league this year. And then Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver, he's been inactive most weeks, not even playing, not even dressing. But Noah Brown, inactive yesterday. So Jalen Tolbert gets on the field, and his his biggest play of the game comes, I think it was in the first quarter, where he's basically acting as a decoy, somebody for one of these safeties to keep an eye on, on a passing play for the Cowboys. So that question's still not answered as far as what's wrong and what it's going to take for Jalen Tolbert to get on the field. But the Cowboys... Well, you know, let me just tell you, Tolbert had a really disappointing... Uh, camp and an exhibition season. There were a lot of people um, with Gallup banged up. They thought that uh, that he was going to slide in there and be a starter, but he didn't get the job done early on. No, it's one of the and reasons why they drafted him because the Cowboys come in well, knowing that Michael Gallup's going to miss some games. So you draft a wide receiver a and third, yeah, yeah, at a South Alabama. Just so you know, um, a guy that really wasn't recruited very heavily out of high school. He went to high school in Mobile, Alabama, and. He he didn't even start till his senior year. He was recruited by South Alabama and uh, Jacksonville, uh, University of Jacksonville, I believe, and that was it. But you know, his his senior year there at South Alabama, 82 catches, almost 1,500 yards, and eight touchdowns. So that's why that's what had people you know excited about him. How about this too? Um, Malik Brown, the uh, 
the, the you wondered who else would get carries. You know that uh, that Tony Pollard wasn't going to get a hundred hundred percent of the cal- carries, but Malik Brown. Uh, you remember that name out of Florida? I know you do, Sam. I mean, he was an unrestricted uh, free agent. He was drafted uh, undrafted free agent, uh, and he he gets to touch the law, the ball a little bit. It won't be for very long, but I, I love hearing oh, huge. those kind of stories. Oh no, everybody he, was happy, right? It, no, it was it was huge. It was when funny. You win, it was, it was funny, uh, Babe Laufenberg, right before kickoff, they're talking about Malik Davis, and Babe Laufenberg's just like, he has one job today, do not fumble the ball. And not only did it, I mean, it, yeah, eight carries for 23 yards, if you just look at it on paper, but for a guy who was getting his first NFL snaps, you know, had a little, it had, you know, nice electricity to him. No, it was, uh, you can't ask for much. He caught a couple of passes. It was totally fine for what the Cowboys needed yesterday. Yeah, and for the fans, I mean, it's about time we saw like a little bit of like Big Twelve football there in the big in the heart of the Big Twelve. I mean, uh, you know, we were talking about the NFL and you know so many scores being low yesterday. Not only the Cowboy game, but everybody seemed to pump it up a little bit, get a little bit of scoring going. But uh, the Cowboys certainly needed that. Um, almost hang fifty. I know one of them was a defensive touchdown, but uh, a lot of smiles all the way around uh, in Dallas. All right, anything. Anything to mop up there before we go to uh, to Coach David Williams? Anything else that uh, you wanted to add to this cowboy thing there, Sam? Uh, just you know, we'll get to a little bit more of it in in red and green. The the Micah Parsons touchdown was funny. Just watching uh, Justin Fields play leapfrog, trying to avoid. Micah Parsons, when all he has to do, if he if his ankle touches him, the plays down and the touchdown doesn't happen. And then Demarcus Lawrence, you know, th- there's so many guys that are getting talked about on defense, but Tank is still being Tank, taking Justin Fields head off on that two point conversion that they did not get. Uh, hey, no, you know, I you mentioned this, and I I went to something else. Uh, a lot of you said that Zeke wasn't the only cowboy that was inactive yesterday. I mean, so the Cowboys were not, far from being at full strength, is what you were saying. Yeah, and 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 outside of Zeke, most of the other inactives were on defense. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just something. Especially you got the the op- the the bye week, so uh, you we're they they come back again, having to go to Lambeau Field, right? That's the Cowboys' next game, Sam. Correct. Yeah, going to to Lambeau, and and uh, that that went about as well as expected last night. Uh, oh, you mean for, for the Packers? For, uh, yeah, for the Packers in Buffalo, thing. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that that actually that game had a little bit of pace to it, and then. Second half kind of just bogged down a little bit. All right. Well, somebody that never bogs down the show is going to be our next guest, uh, the coach, David Williams. You hear him here on our high school broadcast along with Scott Galletti. He also fills us in on his thoughts on Lobo football. He goes out to spring practice. He's a diehard Lobo fan, been around it a long, long time. All right. When we come back, uh, he will join us. Just a reminder, if you're looking to join us for Monday Night Football and for World Series Game 3, this is the place to come. It's Sandia Sports Bar at Sandia Resort and Casino. Uh, it's uh, it's open on Mondays, Thursdays, and Friday at 4 o'clock, and then it opens uh, at 2 o'clock and on Saturday and 10.30 on Sunday. So make sure you check the different times. But once you get up here, uh, you're going to love the food, you're going to love the drink service, and, of course, the beautiful views and the 52 TVs don't hurt. Anyway, all right, when we come back, uh, talk some Lobo football with our coach, David Williams, live from Sandia Sports Bar here at Sandia Resort and Casino. Joe O'Neill, Scott Galletti, and Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.